All right, you are back on the podcast in the moment with your host, Dustin Devon. We are now joined by Elmore County Commission District 1 candidate, Mr. Henry Hines. Henry, welcome. Thank you, Dusty. I appreciate you having me today. And uh, a big thing is my name is Henry. My dad was Mr. Hines. So anyway, just to talk a little bit about myself, and I hate to do that, but uh, we have to sell ourselves, you know. Uh, I'm 68 years old, full of energy and enthusiasm. Retired from Southern Pipe and Supply, and I was a regional uh, manager for them and uh, helped out with their budgets and all the control of all the employees and all the problems they had. So that's uh, some of my background. Also was on the council in Alabaster, and we helped bring the uh, mall there, our group did, at Exit 238, and also a lot of the sports complexes there. If you notice, that's uh, a big, huge thing this day and time and making sure we take care of our kids. But uh, I guess the big thing is, is just... Uh, I want to tell everybody out there that I'm retired and I got plenty of time to work with them. And with my knowledge and background, I think we can take and look at every situation there and me personally get a hold of them and not have to take away from my family because all three of my kids are grown and I have my grandkids now. And on top of that, too, been married 46 years and my wife told me to go get a job. So <laughs> I can't think of a better job than to work for our citizens of Elmore County serving the community make things better serving the community yes I love it. well thank you for your introduction that's awesome so you know hot topics right now across Elmore County uh, if you look at you know us as a, as a whole uh, we're getting scolded for some decisions at the state level you know we're not getting we, we got zero projects from the state funding from the gas tax in this first round um, you know I'm greatly appreciative that uh, our 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 representative in district 31 and also in 88 stood up, said no to the gas tax, because as a conservative, you know, I'm greatly appreciative for that. But there are repercussions for that. And obviously those are going to bleed down into the county level. And, you know, that main primary feel you get is we're paying for all these projects all across the state. And we didn't really get, you know, that that big pump from that. Now, I know Rebuild Alabama is a separate program, um, but we do have a little bump right now from the state. Obviously, we have, you know, uh, over a thousand miles of roads here in Elmore County. We've got 529 bridges, I think, total in the county. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, and so with these things on the on the plate, you know, we got potholes, we got dirt roads, we got all these things, uh, but we're on a limited budget as well. So we have to kind of remain efficient in that uh, while maximizing that uh, opportunity. So tell me, when you get to the county commission, you know, what is your plan to remain efficient in the budget and yet also still be able to maximize continuing the growth and production of our infrastructure here in Elmore County? I think the big thing, Dusty, is that we've got to work with the uh, engineer that we have. Uh, Richie's in a, a tough spot with, like you said, a thousand miles of paved roads, 265 miles of dirt road that we have a limited budget. We have a $10 million project, uh, a $10 million uh, problem but we only have about a million dollars of money coming in. And that's a tough thing. So we've got to make sure that we maintain and, and grade out our roads where that's needed for the population. But the big thing is our school buses. If these school buses right here on these rural roads, we've got to make sure that our roads are in great shape because the safety of our kids is number one. And without taking care of those back roads, then we run into a problem with those bus drivers. So I think it's, very important that we every day talk with our bus drivers and ask them, where's the problems at? So that our county engineer and our highway department can take and drive out there and check on them. So that's a big issue that we've got to get into, Dusty. But also infrastructure, broadband. This day and time, let me tell you something. Our kids every day in school, they 
are just hammered with technology. They're on the computers. We don't use books hardly anymore. So if you don't have broadband at your house, you're in trouble. Absolutely. Your kids are just behind. And I'm big on education because I didn't graduate college. I have to use my common sense every day. And my background from my dad that showed me how to work hard. And I have to overwork sometimes to compensate for not having that education. But that's how I have to do is depend on people who have the knowledge and background or like my kids who I made sure they got an education, not just in college, but in technical school. Because, you know, we need welders out there. We need plumbers. We need electricians. So every day, if they don't have broadband, they can't get online and they can't do their lessons. So with that being said, you know, the, the current commission, um, they, they kind of ushered in Central Alabama Electric yeah, uh, yeah. To, to start expanding some fiber operation throughout their uh, grid and uh, opening up an alternative to uh, Spectrum. Yes. I'm sure you've been at commission meetings where Spectrum has pretty much been just called to the to the woodshed. Yes, sir, they have, Dusty. And let me tell you, competition is number one thing that Absolutely. you can have out there. If you don't have competition, you have nothing. I'm so proud of the guys at Central Alabama Electric Co-op because they're starting that little step. and They're in A phase right now. <laughs> As they go to B phase, you're going to see your others, and we've got to go to them if I'm elected as commissioner and say, hey, let Spectrum, Hughes, all of these other suppliers and say, if you don't make a move now, you're going to be behind. So you need to get with us. Elmore County is growing every day. There's a new housing start everywhere you look. And these kids have got to have help and they've got to have this broadband to have their grades and do their things in school. And these parents have got to come to the meetings and, t- and stress that to us commissioners, if I'm elected, and saying, hey, we need your help. So with that being said, it's it's very difficult to go to a company and say, hey, you know, we want you to invest, you know, X millions of dollars to install an infrastructure that is in an ever changing world. We're on the cusp of 5G technology uh, already being released in 17 major cities throughout the country, expected to be countrywide in the next 36 months. So it's really difficult to get a company like Central Alabama Electric, which is pretty impressive that they've got them this far. But it's it's been difficult to really get companies. Spectrum has is, has an outdated system. I mean, they they run a lot of old copper. They don't have a lot of fiber technology. They have some, um, but you you look up in the lines, you know, running across the you know your your standard roadways. You're looking at just you know old copper. It's it's dated technology. So to get a company to invest in the infrastructure with the wireless technologies that are on the on the cusp of happening, how do you think we bridge the gap? If you're elected commissioner. How do you think we bridge the gap? Because I'm pretty sure Slapout's not on the priority list for Verizon or T-Mobile at this point. How are we going to bridge that gap um, to get the companies to make those commitments, yet also um, uh, understand that they're on a limited time as well? Dusty, that's a great question because we are in a rural area. But this day and time, what people call rural is no longer really rural. The big thing is that if you get out here, as I did on the, on the council up in Alabaster, we had to take and present a program to all the builders up there. We The only city in the state of Alabama that only had 10,000, 20, but 30,000 residents, we had no mall at our exit. We had no revenue. So me and two other councilmen got together. We started showing all the numbers that we had not just 30,000, but within about 15 or 20 miles, we had 75,000 people that were taken care of out of malls way away. 
So all of a sudden we had contractors looking at us. And I think that's what we got to do as a commission. We got to get our numbers together, go with these companies and say, hey, look, Elmo County's growing. Slapout's growing. You better look at all the building permits is out here. Go to the water department and they'll tell you how many is being built, how many meters are being set. And that's what you have to do, Dusty. You have to show them the numbers. And that's what makes things happen. I can't argue that point. Um, okay, next. So continuing on the on the broadband topic. Um, our schools are in pretty good shape. So we're going to kind of counter off of the infrastructure of road broadband since we're already here. Let's talk about our schools. Um, the commission has done a, a fairly good job over the last decade of really reaching out and becoming a, a, an even more stringent partner with our education side. And I know we got Mr. Dennis there now. We had Andre Harrison, you know, preleading to him. Great superintendents, great people, great teachers. I think that's what really attracts people to Elmore County as a parent, especially, is our education system in comparison to our neighboring Montgomery. So what can we do from a broadband perspective and from an infrastructure perspective to ensure that we get Mr. Dennis and these teachers, the resources it helps to bring Alabama from 50th in education overall, you know, let's start working up because for 20 years we've, we've really suffered at the bottom of the barrel and we're not seeing state representation on our level really do their job to get our, our funding. Cause uh, if you don't know, Elmore County is next to last funding in per student in the whole state. It doesn't make sense that we're not investing in a successful system. We're continuing to invest in failed systems and we know money's not the issue, but what we have is an overflow problem. Right now, we have so many kids coming to Elmore County, Tallahassee, uh, to Hopeful, to Stanhope, and to our schools, Casada, for instance. You know, and, and we don't have the resources to keep up with them. And the, and the county commission, we're going to have to really step in and do the job that our state representative isn't doing to be able to bring them down. What do you think that we can do from a county perspective and yet remain efficient um, to get the resources to give our teachers the best chance of creating the most successful education system in the state? Well, Dusty, I think one big thing is these new housing starts. We have to look at that. Maybe look at the builders out there and say, hey, if you're going to build a new home in this area, we have to have X dollars maybe dedicated towards education. And that would be a great little tool that we could look at. So possibly earmarking some funds to that segment. Oh, yes, because, okay. you know, they're bringing a new household here. And that new household is looking for the school. They're coming here because of our school system. So would we do that in the licensing process or would, would we want to pass that over and possibly look at an ad valorem change? We're already so far down on the ad valorem side. Well, it's going to be tough with ad valorem. You know, that's voted on by the people and you mm -hmm. have your big landowners. They are going to be tough on that. And I have to agree with them in one sense. But at the same time, we got to look at our education and our kids. These classrooms are getting full, 28, 29, 30 students out there. Even though they are being classified as very tops, as in the, the state, this school right here in Slap Out, hopeful, was rated as one of the tops in there. And let me tell you, most of my family is in education, and that has been a huge part of it. But we have to find a way to work with each and every one of our superintendent, Mr. Dennis, as you said there, and the new board members that's coming out or the board members that's there. Absolutely. Everyone wants to talk about the state board, but, you know, it all starts at the local level because they have to make the right decisions to go to the board and say, hey, here's our numbers. What are you going to help us do? Then they can sell it to the public because communication is a number one tool out there. I don't care whether you're married. I don't care whether you're working your job or you're working with education. You've got to have communication to show your problems. And you put it in black and white, people start looking at it. So to clarify, 
if we came to a point where the commission wanted to put an ad valorem piece for the people to vote on, would you support allowing the people to vote on that? You know, I'm going to go with the majority. I'm going out there, and I know that sounds like a politician. That does sound like a politician right Something there, right? I've always done is anytime a decision's made when I was on the council and even with my company, I went to my employees and said, what do you think of this? I'm going to go to the residents, and I'm going to take it to them and say, hey, if you were in my position, what would you do? Sure. Well, the good news is it does have to come back to the people. So putting them on the ballot obviously doesn't mean that you are supporting or opposing you're just what you're doing is you're saying, hey, we're going to let the people vote on this. And just instead of having to take a stance of one way or another. That is very true, yeah. Dusty, 100 percent, because, you know, we want to go with the majority of the people that, hey, this is how I feel. And this is why I feel that way. Thank God for home rule. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, no, that's 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 awesome. So, you know, we, we, you're you're from on this side of the pond. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and so, you know, we're over here together. If uh, if a town like Slapout, obviously, you know, the growth around here has been unreal. Good luck finding land around here right Thank now. You. Yes, sir. Um, and it's good to see the growth happening. Um, our volunteer fire and rescue members and teams here in, in Elmore County as a whole, our average age of apparatus is 2001. We've got air packs that are that are barely above the um, above board requirement to wear. We have trucks that are having to continually be maintenance on. What can we do? The, the current commission now has done a really good job of getting the most amount of funding possible to help them. But what we, could we do to go a step further for them? Um, you know, something that possibly could help attract new recruits with the fallouts at these levels. Is this some things that you've looked at from a county perspective to see how we can step in at the county commission to say, hey, what can we do to help with your growth? What can we do to help with your resources? Have you looked at these things yet? Dusty, I have looked at it from one end to the other. Matter of fact, I visited most of the volunteer fire departments and it's amazing out there at how great they are and what they do with the little things that they have. It's just amazing. But I'm going to tell you something. Number one thing you got to do is educate the people. They don't understand without a great fire department and safety for them, their insurance rates are going to go sky high. You have to have that. People don't know this in slap out Alabama this last year, they done 488 calls. That is just unbelievable for a small fire department mm -hmm. and with us crew. We also got to not only make the people aware of what the situation is with our fire volunteer fire departments, we got to start a training program at young people. We need to go in maybe to our schools and sit there with them with classes and say, hey, look, become a junior firefighter. Sure, you can't do all the work with apparatuses and work the truck, but they can learn what it will take to maybe when they go off to college and come back, they want to be part of the volunteer fire department. Go also to your churches. Get with your men's group and say, hey, we need some volunteers. You guys are retired out here. Some of you are. Come over and help us like myself. That's why I've been visiting, and I've noticed that a lot of them, volunteer fire departments are retired people that's out here that's already served their county but want to serve more. So I think we have to make an awareness, number one, there is a shortfall of volunteer firemen. There is a need for they don't realize what it costs to operate. I mean, just one truck, you're talking a half a million dollars for just a basic truck to do things. Then you got to have all your outpatient, your gear and stuff. My son-in-law is a fireman in Calera, Alabama, and he's a volunteer fire department also. And let me tell you something. He'll tell you there's no difference in a volunteer and a fireman except one thing. The volunteers don't get paid. And money. The, the money. That's money. it. And they both have to be trained. They have to stay up on that. They have hours and hours of class. 
So these are things that we've got to educate the public on that the volunteer fire departments need help. And that's where myself, if I'm elected, I'm going to be out there just preaching it constantly at men's group, in the schools, going to the towns and saying with the cities, look, you got a full-time fireman at this city? Hey, how would he like to be a volunteer over here and help out and train our people in our community? That's what I think, Dusty. I think it's going to have to start at the AAVFD. Um, they've tried to implement a couple of great programs, and I hope we get a commission that can push um, some support. Um, even if we start getting the State County Commission Association, uh, the ACCA, if we can get them behind um, the AAVFD on even possibilities of uh, not necessarily a paper call, but what if we had a retirement plan based on a paper call? Right. To where the county does a small match, whether it's a dollar, two dollars, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be small. Just like a 401k, it grows over time, especially in a booming economy that like we're in right now. Everybody's cheering on their 401k. You know, what if from the county level, this is something that I looked at. Um, you know, what what can we do? I, I think if you set up a retirement plan like that for volunteer fire and rescue, it becomes a very attractive recruiting tool to be able to go out and utilize. Dusty, I think that's a big help. But I think a big thing this day and time, everybody's scared of medical and insurance. And if they could maybe tie in some kind of benefit to these guys out there that could that volunteer and work, that they could help them out with something like that. That's a that's a huge thing that's got to be looked at every day. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. So go back to roads because we kind of you kind of skipped right from roads to, to broadband. Um, you've been criticized as of late by a couple of people. I'm sure you've gotten it about promising that roads are going to be paved immediately upon your election. You want to touch on that real Dustin, quick? Dustin, I'll touch on that 100%. Because I figured you kind of wanted to clear the air there. Let me tell you something. As the lady said on Facebook, I have not made one promise of paving <laughs> any road. She'll tell you right quick that what I've done is gone out here and had neighborhood meetings and sat down with them and told them the process that it takes to get roads done and that we have a $10 million problem with a million dollars. And I'm going to tell you, I'd love to look that person in the face that says I've made that promise and say, hey, Tell me that now, because I'm telling you, Dusty, that's one promise I haven't made. I learned something a long time ago from my dad. You only have one thing, and that's your name. I don't care when you pass away, you have your name. And I'm not going to ruin that name making promises out here, because I didn't do that when I was on the council in Alabaster. I didn't do that with my company when I worked with my employees. We sat down and looked at it. And I'm telling you, whoever's spreading that rumor, I wish they'd stop it because I'm. Well, that's why I want to give you the chance to clear the air. I have not made that promise, and if anybody wants to pick up my phone, they're welcome to call me, and I'll come to their house and sit down. As a matter of fact, four of them that was making comments, I've already been to their home and talked to them personally, and that's something I do. I look a man in the eye. I don't take and use Facebook as my tool to. So you're not going to be a keyboard warrior. I'm not a keyboard warrior. (laughs) I believe in face to face. When I was on the council, when people called me with a problem and I said, let me call you right back. I didn't call them back. I got their address and went to their house took and a sat visit. down with them. I took a visit. Good. That's the way I do it. I'll drive 50 miles to talk to someone with my business before I call them on the phone. That's something that Henry Hines will do. And I can promise them this. They'll know who I am now. They'll know who I am in four years because I'm going to be in the community looking them in the eye and saying, hey, I know we have a problem, but we need to work together to see what we can come with the best solution. And that's where we got to take our funds and we got to be a team. I can't be a one man thing. Uh, it's not just about district one. I've heard we need representation on this side. We need representation on that side. This is district one. This is Elmore County. It really makes me mad when I cross into Alabama and I see that sign, Alabama the beautiful. Well, I want to see signs up that says Elmore County the beautiful. 
I want to work to get our trash problems. I want to work on our roads and I'll make them a promise. I'll be the hardest working commissioner they've seen in many years. And I will face them face to face and work with them and come and talk with them. Okay. Bonus question time. Yes, sir. Dusty. This is one you're not prepared for. Okay. Man. You ready? I'm ready. I, I have no doubt you're ready. All right, here we go. When you decided to step out of your, your comfort zone in Alabaster and run for mayor, you were attacked stringently up there. Tell us a little bit about your experience, you know, because that was negative campaigning at your finest. You were attacked from all angles. You and I have talked about this. Tell me a little bit about that experience there and, and what really led to that problem as to why it got the way it got. That's a great subject right there, Dusty, because that is a thing in my past that I probably done too quick. I let a group talk me into running for mayor and I'd been on the council for four years and we'd done a lot as a group. Together, everybody accomplishes more. That good, you know, song and dance with yep. sports and all. Mm -hmm. But I got caught in between something. There was a mayor up there that uh, run things his way. And number one, and number two, there was a fire chief, a police chief, I'm sorry, a police chief that he had fired. And he decided to run against him. And it became an ugly battle between them. They were saying that there's shots being fired and those type things. They were saying that signs were being cut down, that their kids were being chased by other candidates. And I just went straight to both of them and said, look, you need to tell these people who the person is. And I realized that I was in a dirty, dirty battle up there. And I learned right away what dirty politics is. And you know what? The good Lord blessed me. I wasn't elected mayor because at that time, I got a promotion in my job. And I needed to work harder there and to deal with my family because that's something you have to do. When you have young kids that's still in school and still doing sports, you need to spend time with them. And that's the great thing I have right now, Dusty. My kids are grown. Yes, I have grandkids. I go watch play ball and I'll drive two hours to watch them play and turn around and drive two hours to watch them again. But I got caught in a bad situation and I regret that I done it so early because I did let someone talk me into getting into that. But at the same time, like I said, I think the good Lord blessed me that I wasn't elected and he showed me a different way. And, you know, it, there's all kind of things out here that's, that's being said and done and it doesn't have to be uh, somewhere along the way. We have to use common sense, Dusty. And well, that doesn't happen in politics very often. No, it doesn't. And it should, because, again, as I said earlier, I think we need more a communication with the residents, not this. Hey, I'm elected. I'm at the level now that don't deal with me. I think we need to take and be able to be at men's groups or being at the Y when youth is going on or at the school when ballparks are going on or making the board meetings with the Board of Education. I want to work with every city mayor and stretch the dollars because that's how we can get things done is working together. Have you taken the time to visit with Mayor Hammock over in Tallahassee? Yes, I have. Yes, have, I you, have. have you met with Mayor Kelly in Millbrook? And I have not met with Mayor Kelly yet. Uh, I have met with Mayor, mayor Hamlin, but I've been so busy out here just knocking on doors. I was see. curious. What about, have and, you met with Casada and uh, Elmore's town mayor there? Or? Uh, Elmore, I went to the fire station and talked and, and had a chance to talk with a lot of those guys. Now, you and Mayor Willis have gotten kind of close, though, right? Yes, yes. Me and Mayor Willis have always, he was the first, he cut my hair back when I was, in school. I don't know that I'd let him gut my hair. My, <laughs> my, well, be, my beard's got to be shaped up just right, you know. And I understand. Hey, mine might be going gray, but it ain't going away. So I still have to have the haircut. Um, yeah. So so you were accused of cutting down signs and taking <laughs> signs in Alabaster, too? Oh, 
that was key... that's that's one thing here has been yeah. talked about is yes, obviously yes. there's that's getting thrown at you that oh, that yeah. could possibly be happening. I've had, I've had over seventy signs gone missing here, and uh, those are expensive. By the way, yes, they are. I spent, you know I spent a lot of money on signs, and you know where I found most of them at, and people just I'm scared didn't to find that where. No, they actually went to the, the county shop. The county shop. Yeah, I didn't have but a few on the right of ways, but if it's close by, they're getting them all. And if other candidates that go up there, and I understand they have because they went up there after they made mm -hmm. statements and found 15, 20, 30 of their signs up there. It's it's hard, you know, and 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 so it's it's very difficult that people don't understand when it comes cleanup time, you know, I, even after 2018 mm -hmm. when I ran, people's like, well, you left a sign here. I marked everywhere I put a sign, but I can't control where supporters put a sign, so I didn't know. And so I actually tried to spend my time afterwards to go out and get every sign off that we could. If I have any left, I hope I've been notified by now, but I've tried to take the time to go make sure every one of our signs, because we do want to keep Elmore County beautiful, right? And, you know, having political signs up, is it's all part of this two-year revolving process that we're in now. Um, and it's it's difficult for us to, you know, to, to get every sign up. And I think you'll probably be the same way, right? I mean, you'll you'll oh, get out and you'll get your signs up and get them together. Dusty, that's, a, that's one thing that I do. I, like you, I put a dot. Actually, I put out 90% of my signs. Me too, yeah. I, I did not let my supporters because, you know, I've asked the residents if I can put them on their place, and they said yes. The businesses, I, I have gone to every business, and it's amazing. I go to a business, and they're donators of mine. And my competition signs are in there. And like they said, they're not going to ask them to take it down. But I asked those businesses, could I put them there? Have you predominantly did. funded your campaign on your own? or Pretty well. 90% I funded it. I've had a couple of supporters. Mm -hmm. And uh, they wanted to, to uh, voice in the community. And as I told them, there's no payback. And they understand that. They just wanted to help me get elected because they feel like I'm a good candidate and that uh, I have the background and the qualifications to help this county move forward. I tell you, um, it's been a great talk. I, I can't tell you how greatly appreciative I am of you coming on and I'm happy that we've got to clear the air on, on some of the rumors. And, um, you know, we've got eight days left pre-election. Yes, and uh, if you had, you know, just a few minutes here to close out and just tell the people why they should vote Henry Hines on March 3rd. I think the biggest thing is, that you know, I want to work with the people. I want to be a representative for Elmore County. For District 1, number one, I'm going to make sure that we're we're taken care of and I'm going to work both sides of the lake, not just one. I'm going out here riding and talking constantly and looking at the roads and looking at the situation in the schools and talking to them. Even though we're not over the schools, I think that's where a lot of the inputs needs, needs to be. But the big thing is that they just need to look at Henry Hines as a whole, that uh, I have a great background. My family, I have a good family tree. We all have some limbs. Sometimes we like to cut off, but you know <laughs> that uh, that's just one of those things. But uh, as a whole, I have great support from my family, my wife, and my kids. But uh, you know, I'm asking them to to vote for Henry Hines because I'm going to use common sense every day and work for him. And I'm asking them for the vote, support, and their prayers because let me tell you, we need that out here in the community this day and time, Dusty. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, what about term limits? Would you commit to a certain? Oh yes, sir. I. Uh, I just talked to a lady just a while ago uh, that uh, I think every politician should serve two terms. That should be it. With the exception of maybe the United States Congress, which is only a two-year term. So maybe, well, yes, maybe yes. Four, uh, well, eight years. Eight years. Yep. And then for don't run. And then after a term's over with, if they've done a good enough job and the people who took their place didn't, maybe they go back and run again. That's something to look at. Hey, I think uh, Ted Cruz has got you know an actual bill in the Senate right now to try to force – not that it'll go anywhere, right? But – 
you know, I, I am appreciative that he did step out and, you know, trying and that, to make a difference. And that, and that makes a big difference. And I think, you know, term limits is something we have to look at. And I know I hear the song and dance about people saying, hey, Henry, let me tell you, they have positions up there. They get up there and if they lose that. Committee spot. Committee that's the big, spot. Committee that's spots. A big thing. Yeah. Seniority. That's a big word up there. But Seniority. if we had term limits, we wouldn't have that situation. That's right. That's, yeah. that's a big thing. But again, if you go back to holding eight years that you can serve and then you get away from it, and in four years you come back or two years you come back and you say, hey, John Doe didn't do a good job y'all that y'all put there. Give me another chance back at it again because this is what I accomplished. In the electronic world we live in, you would think that they would even set it up to where the people could vote on committee positions. Oh, yeah. Forget yeah. them voting on their own. That's true. Why not the people? Right? The better. more power we bring back to the people, the better off we're going to Oh, yes. That's Every day. blatant. Yes. So let me ask you one final question, and then we'll close out. But uh, this is something I've always been curious on. Would you be open to starting a phone app to where the you know the, the voters of District 1 could have access to you to be able to type a problem that comes directly to your phone or sends an email directly to you? Some kind of streamlined communication for a device for your constituents to be able to reach out instantaneously would, would that be something that you'd be open to? Well, it's funny you said that because on the council in Alabaster, I carried two phones. I carried a phone for my business and I also was head of the umpires. So I used it, but I had a city phone that was paid for strictly by the city. Umpire, that's the worst politics you can get. <laughs> no, it's one of the best, actually. I umpired 16 years. I know, I, I was there. <laughs> I understand, but let me tell you something. You're out there with the kids and you're enjoying it. And you're seeing oh, it's the a thrill blast. Of it all. It's a blast. But, you know, I had that phone. And they could contact me 24-7, and I made a guarantee that, hey, within 24 to 48 hours, I'd be back with them, and I was. Well, that's Always. good. Well, this has been Henry Hines, uh, represent, or a uh, candidate to be the county commissioner in Elmore County's District 1. We appreciate you coming on today. Dusty, I appreciate everything you've done. Thank All you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.